What's going on, everybody? The third weekend of August baseball has come and gone. We had ejections galore. We had players getting pulled. We had the Little League Classic. Had a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff to talk about, Jake. We had a lady that fell asleep during a rally in a Brewers game. How about that? A lot of good stuff. Let's do it. Let's talk some baseball. We're talking baseball. All right. What up, Jake? How you doing? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Talking baseball, episode 12 or something like that. Every Monday, every Friday, this is the Monday episode, recapping the weekend series, some stories, some headlines. Jake, what up? What's going on, Jimmer? I, I I think we're officially, this is dog days. The, you think the so? Next, the next 11 days or so from, what is it, the 19th? From from now to the end of August, I think you get a dog day exemption. I wonder if teams reach in for that. Uh, but I mean, September, you're going to have some call-ups, which you know, like, I don't know, I feel like teams never abuse. Now teams are begging for those roster spots. And I, I just think September's a totally different vibe than August. So I think, I think up until now, everything's been pretty lively and good. I think we might have a couple dog days coming up. Well... September is the time of the year when relief pitchers get hurt and starting pitchers get tired, and we have a good example of that. I think Doolittle went on the DL, IL. I mean, Hader can't get a clean outing to save his life. All these relievers that have been used a lot lately, a lot of them are getting tired, so I think that's part of the dog days. Uh, So, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, and I I think the other, I I guess the spin zone off of that uh, is that guys, you know, we've, with a couple guys on the Yankees and a couple other players, like, your season's already in the books. Like, for us, Jay Happ, he can only do so much in his remaining five, six starts. He can't really salvage the season. It's been a bad year for Jay Happ. I think it's funny, though, if you're in the middle area as a player, and I, I think he's a guy that's going to get mentioned later, but someone like Jose Quintana, who's turning it on lately, you can reshape your whole season. Like, if he keeps it up, what he's doing, and we'll talk a little bit about the Cubs later, but if he keeps it up and he's a six-innings pitch, double-digit strikeout weapon going into the playoffs, like you mentioned, Cubs fans used to not be stoked with him. <laughs> he could He could get rid of all of that real quickly if he gets hot and he brings that to the playoffs. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on, man. I, I need you to catch me up on the AL. I know we'll get there in a minute, but. We will get there in a minute, Jake. So hold your horses because first are, we got to thank a lot of special people. How are you people. doing spiritually and mentally before we get to the people we need to thank? Well, I'm good. Today, so Monday, if, uh, if you're not a fan of the Yankees, which I think majority of our listenership isn't over here at Talking Baseball, mm-hmm. which I like a lot. I'm loving having uh, in interaction and engagement with baseball fans around the league in the same fashion I've had with the Yankee fans for the past couple of years. Like, the growth is so cool. And it's also, it also keeps me on my toes because I don't want to disappoint people and talk like an idiot. Like, we hear it so sucks, many. sucks, man. It sucks. Well, you know, I'm so I'm so good at disappointing people, and I can't bring that to this. <laughs> well, it's just because, like, I know, and every baseball fan knows, when you go to the playoffs, when you have national announcers talk about your team, and they just clearly know nothing. 
I have sympathized with them because it's so hard to know everything. Now, those people have teams of, you know, people that are telling them and informing them stats. You and I do right. not. So we're just trying our hardest right. to keep up with 30 teams and not sound like idiots because I don't want to disappoint uh, a specific fan base. But whatever. I, I like it. It's a great. It's great. Um, uh, Monday is the off day for the Yankees is what I started that sentence as. Yeah. So I'm excited for an off day. And then tomorrow they're on the West Coast trip, so the game doesn't start till 10 p.m. East Coast time, which means we don't do the pregame show till 7. So after we do this, I have like a really good like chunk. I'm going to the New York I'm going to New York City with the girlfriend. We're doing some some stuff for her birthday. I'm excited. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. Send pics. Nah. How about that? Okay, that's fine. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah. It was awful. Um and you are you are <laughs> was offered declined at the deadline. Uh yeah, man. I you are right. It's it's so cool cuz you know, we are Deep in Yankee land, because we were there for, you know, two, three years. You're on three, I'm I'm on two, whatever it's at now. Um, but it is so funny now seeing a tweet come across and it'll be tagged at us and it's like, yo, ch- check out check out this guy on the Braves that just made a great play. And it's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I like, I'm here I like for baseball. it. Uh, so, yeah, keep, keep tweeting at John Boy, keep tweeting at me, talking Jake. And now let us do a, some, some mini tweets at some special people, Jimmy. Yeah, this episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Sam Gorovitz. That's Magic Sam. Magic Sam, friend of the program. Friend of the, friend of the program. Andrew Pelham from Pelham Bay. Pelham. Was that movie good? Did you like that movie? Wasn't it like Pelham 1, 2, 3 or 3, 2, 1 or something Taking like that? Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3. John Travolta yeah. hijacks a train. Pelham yeah. Bay. My mom's from that area, so like, I think I just interested. Okay. Because of that. You know, you know when like a movie's set in a place you know, you're kind of like, oh, right. I'm a little more interested. Oh, absolutely. So I think that's what happened. So thanks, Andrew. Mark Kirwin. Mark? I've seen, I've seen Kirwin around, yeah. Marky K. Melissa Burris. Appreciate you. Mel Burr. Austin Trotman. Trotman. What a, uh, you got to be a power hitter with that name. Have to be. A Trot. His nickname is, his initials are A-Trot. That's his shorthand. A-Trot. A-Trot. Jim, his last name is literally, it's Trotman. Go yeah. Trot, man. Hit a home run. Jacob Hernandez. Jacob Her, yep. Uh, Alana Short. Now, she, Alana, she, I, she tweeted at us and said she just wanted to hear me butcher her name. Yeah, so we think it's Alana. Uh, but we that might now get some beca- feedback for that. But that seems too easy. Maybe that was the mental game on her end, though. I Alana? don't know. Is it somehow pronounced a V? Can't be. Can't be. Not how letters work. Yana? Maybe a Y? You're going to crush this next Yana? one. Yana? Tom Jenkins. Good. Dylan Neville. Neville? Sean. Just another Sean. Yeah. Sean. I think uh, Sean signed up for Talking Yanks and for John Boy Media, and he tweeted at us and was like, I was wondering if it was me. If that was me, because my name's Sean, and then I checked, and yeah. I didn't put my last name, so it was me. So thanks, Sean. Jesse Rodriguez. J-Rod. Nate, Nate Quarry. Ooh, I like that name. That's a good prospect name. Nate Quarry gets you excited to see what that kid's got. What about this? Joey Yankee fan. How can Joey you... Joey Yankee fan. <laughs> I mean, you gotta... Man, you're... Talk about a birthright. Yeah, hope you're, uh, hope you're drafted to the right team. Man. David M. Glines. 
David Glines. Yup. Mark Samansky. Strong. We had a Samansky, a teacher in high school. Stephen A. Sussman. Yeah. Yep. Sussman. Uh, the Sussman and the Trap Man. Mur- Murtaza? Murtaza Raza? Raza? <laughs> Taza Raza? I, mean, I, know, I know we struggle with names. If that name's real, that's an awesome name, Murtaza Raza. If you're messing with us, that's also kind of fine. Michelle Maldonado. It's a good name. John Corky? Cork- Cork- Corkery. Cork- Corkery, yeah. And Luke Winters. Burr. Wow, good. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. It's $2 a month. Help us out here uh, as we grow and, uh, you know, allows us to do other things and take care of some hosting fees and all of that nonsense. So we really appreciate it. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash johnboymedia, you can support us there. You can also go to shop.johnboymedia.com, get yourself an I Love Baseball shirt or some other shirts. We got a bunch in the store. But, yeah, we appreciate it. You also get a chance to win two jerseys every month from affordablejerseys.com. Uh, they are majestic, manufactured, uh, fully licensed jerseys. You can choose the player and the team. Uh, we do a raffle for our patrons. And they get access to be live with the show. We got some people here. We got Andrew Pelham here. We got nice. Bacon Steak to go. So we got a lot of people. Hayden Cart, good name. So thank you. Let's get into some baseball, Jake. I have the soundboard. So I found right. this. I wanted to get like an old time boogie baseball sound. Like there's a song called the Baseball Boogie, and it's really good, but it's singing. But Did you say uh, old time boogie again. Old time boogie. God, I like that. Put that on the soundboard. Anyway, so I found one. I'm going to test it out. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, but I, I think the report should have some back. Okay. All right. Am I up first with the National League report? Or are you up first with the National League Report? I'm up first with the National League Report. All right, Jake. The National League Report. Here we go. On your mark. Let me know what happens over there. Jimmy, in the National League, we start out in the NLEs, down in the dirty, dirty, the Atlanta Braves. Jim, all they do is pass another test. After losing game one, they win the final two games against the Dodgers, Jim. Um, uh, the Braves, they just keep checking boxes, and Jim, definitely nothing bad happened involving my guy Ronald Acuna either, so the Braves win two out of three against the Dodgers. Really good stuff. Five and a half games back of them in the NL East. The Washington Nationals hosted the Brewers, and Jim, buckle up. After a two-to-one first game where the Nationals won, Milwaukee wins game two, 15-14. 15 to 14 in 14 innings. Some are calling it the game of the year. I think that might have been your nap person, Jim. We'll get there. Washington follows it up with a 16 spot on Sundays to win to win the series. Uh, that Nats offense has been doing things. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit, Jim. Oh, mama. The Phillies, they welcome the Padres, but they lose the final two games, including a one-run loss in the rubber match. Good for the Padres or bad for the Phillies? Yeah. The Metropolitans get their interleague on. They win the final two games in the three-game set against the Kansas City Royals. DeGrom with another great start. Yawn, that's just what he does. And your Miami Marlins came to my mile-high city. They get swept by the Rockies. Hey, how about the Rockies? We've already got some crazy talk on Rocky Sports Radio, baby. I like 
that a lot. Let's jump to the Centrale, Jim. You heard about the crazy Brewers in that series. The St. Louis Cardinals are per percentage points ahead of the Cubbies to be in first in the NL Central. The Cards split two of four at home versus the Reds. Jim, Sonny Gray's ERA is down to 298, by the way, for Cincinnati. Speaking of those Cubbies, they went to Pittsburgh, lost on a walk-off game one, but they won the following two games, including Sunday night in Williamsport. Good times at the Little League World Series. A bunch of 12-year-olds mocking Craig Kimbrell. And in the West, you know the Dodgers lost their series to the Braves. You know San Diego won their series against the Phils. And you know my Rockies swept the Florida Fishies. The San Francisco treat the Giants take three out of four in the desert versus the Diamondbacks, including a 10-9 extra inning win where some guy named Yastrzemski hit three home runs. Jeez, did he really? Yeah. That's nuts. He and maybe we won't fully deep dive on that wink, wink, nod, nod, because he might be mentioned in a little bit. Okay. All right. Important. Crazy. I had some thought processes while you were giving me these reports. My first was I was upset that the Phillies lost. They sweep the Cubs. I want the good teams to make powerful runs, you know? And then I was like, yeah, but the Padres are young and fun and hungry. And then I said, okay. I've cemented it. The Padres are my spoiler team. I'm so I, I'm rooting for all the teams to do good. Nice. Except I'm rooting for the Padres in the National League and the Blue Jays in the American League to spoil everyone's fun. Official spoiler crew. I yeah. like it. My, my personal. I'm only I'm only taking one team out of contention that I'm rooting for. Otherwise, I want all the races to go like just keep pushing everybody farther Ooh, okay. and farther and harder. But I'll so take one. Everybody. Everybody gets to pick one team from each league that's out of the race that they can root for. Otherwise, root for the good baseball. Yeah, you. Can, I mean, you can do what you want, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. And I think and the, Jim, Padre, we, but the Padres will be like, all right, go spoil some shit. The, uh, it's, it's hard to work it into the breakdown there. but uh, And I think it's funny. You and I had an, a fun little debate about that NL Rookie of the Year. It sounds like Tatis Jr. is going to be out for the year. Sounds like um, a bad injury, too. Yeah, and it's it's a back thing. It sounds kind of weird. You wonder how much of it is precautious because he's really young in their future, and how much of it is it bad. But that that sucks for baseball in general. But now we you said you can root for the Padres, so that's good. And a freaking pistol, Pete. It sounds like he wants to go get it anyways. You're gonna hear about him a couple times this episode, bud. Yeah. So the uh, Brewers in that series was crazy. A lot of the home runs. Did you see him? Did you see like Rendon hit the home run? He threw his bat yeah. up because he thought he'd fly out and then apologized. Yeah. He's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. That was funny. The next home run by Soto. And Devers had a home run like this earlier in the year, too. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Devers and Soto. They're not home run swings. Those are the right. ones where like the juice ball really hasn't upset me because everyone's playing with the same ball. So it's like whatever. Right you now. Do it. Compare compare people to the league that they are playing against, and it's all fair. Where steroids was, some were taking it, some weren't. Blah blah. Everyone's playing with the same ball, but those home runs kind of break my heart. Like that Soto home run is not a home run. I don't know if anyone saw it. It's an oppo swing. It's a nice like slap double, maybe or fly out. It's not a home run swing. Yeah, Jim, you you got the lip reading on on Tito. Francona came out to the bump to to pull one of the Cleveland relievers, and DJ LeMahieu hit a short porch shot 
And he, he clearly said something along the lines of like, that, that doesn't get out of there last year, right? Like that's like that ball doesn't normally get out. And yeah. the, the juice ball is definitely showing its head. And again, I, I think the way you phrase it is like, don't be mad about it because both teams are doing it. And you probably have a couple guys on your teams that are benefiting from it. But there's there's a couple plays in each game that you're like, okay, uh, what, what did that hit? Yeah. So what did the Cubs do here? So the Cubbies, they played Pittsburgh, right? Um, they lost game one on a walk-off, which was kind of tough. Um, Kimbrell just came off the IL. I don't think he was available for that game. And they didn't use Strop, Strope either. I don't know if he was tired, but uh, Pittsburgh walks off on them game one. Cubbies win the second game, and then they went to to Williamsport. So they still end up winning the series two out of three. With how badly the Pirates are struggling, uh, the Cubs were you know hunting for that sweep. But I, I don't know. Two out of three, I, I mean, it's Major League Baseball. You're going to lose 60 games. And the Cardinals split a set, are you said? Yeah, the Cardinals. So the Cardinals is the one that, um, I mean, they split with the Reds. We, we know how quality the Reds can be when they're good. But it was, it was at home for the Cardinals. So, I mean, the, the split there is it's a little bit of a shoulder shrug. Uh, Sonny Gray does his thing because, of course, he does. Uh, and the Cardinals did. They won on Sunday, which if they had lost three out of four, that is so much worse than the split. Yeah. Yeah, but you need to win three out of four when you're racing. They stay in first place. The Cardinals stay tied for yeah. first place with the Cubs. So it's not, it's not anything crazy, but Cardinals are actually one up in the loss column. They could have been yeah. two. They could have been two up if they if they take care of business versus the Reds, which I think isn't unfair to say they would have liked to. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the Reds are one of the surprising teams that they they still have that plus. <laughs> they have a positive different run score differential this year, and dude, I mean, Sonny Gray's having a great year. So I, it, you're right. I mean, you obviously want that, but. Um, I mean the red the Reds can win a game when they want. Like yeah. <laughs> that, so you're ho- you're hosting them. Cardinals, whatever. You're, yeah. you're still you're up in the loss column. You're in a good place to be. And uh, man, we're the farther we go, the more these teams like the the Giants and the Phillies. They're only two games out of the wild card and three and a half games out. But the deeper we get, the harder it is to entertain the idea of them doing it. We have to find – we are going to do that mini episode of, like, who you should be rooting for. Like, yeah. You know, I think – you know you know their sister cities? I think we're going to call it, like, sister fans or something like that. Okay. I like that. Right. Um, yeah. J- uh, w- one of the bigger things that jumped out to me that I don't think is a storyline but would be a storyline of the NL, the Nats are separating a little bit. Um, right, right now, the – uh, in the wild card hunt, like the Phillies and Mets are both two games back of the Cubs. Milwaukee's two games back of the Cubs. Washington is a game and a half up from them. So, I mean, when we're talking about this crowded NL uh, and, you know, either the Central or teams chasing the wild card, and you look at San Francisco, who's three and a half games back, and you start doing this, you know, can they still be a part of it? They've seven and three in their last 10, et cetera, et cetera. The Nationals have now created a gap between the Mets and the Phillies, which, again, they're going to play those teams a lot, so one bad series and you can lose it. But the Nationals, they've, um, they've taken a baby step forward to you know, potentially being that home team in the wild card game with, with 
And if it's Scherzer, I mean, I'm not betting against them. Mm. Mm. Not betting against them. Uh, the Nationals are scary. I mean, they have that rotation. And Jim, they've been putting up crazy runs lately. I'll, I'll see if I can get it up quick. Um, and you mentioned a little juice ball, but on Sunday they put up 16. And Saturday they put up 14 in a loss. There's the 2-1 pitchers duel before that, but the game before they put up a 17 spot. So in three of their last four games, they've scored 14-plus runs. <laughs> so yeah. that's a... Uh, and you know what's funny? They, uh, they've been doing the crazy bench antics stuff. They've been doing the, the race car stuff. Yeah, they've been doing that a while. Silly. Yeah. Hey, that stuff looks really cool when you're scoring 14-plus runs. I'll say that. <laughs> Fun's fun. Forever and always. <laughs> fun, fun's fun, uh, especially when you're, you're putting up big numbers. Fun is fun. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do the AO report. Then we do have some a couple storylines I want to touch on before we go into segments. Give me that American League, Jim. Did you hear the background music as it was going? I did not. Yeah, I think it's low. I, I don't know how I like it or not. I'm going to do it. Let's get a response. I think I'm searching okay. for... I really want like the baseball boogie music without the lyrics, but I couldn't find that anywhere. Have you ever heard the right. baseball boogie by Mabel something? I feel like I... Yes, you've, you've shown me it. I, I wouldn't have seen it outside of you. It's from the Ken Burns documentary, but it's right. It's pretty good. Pretty good lyrics. All right, anyway. Good. Here we go. Your American League report. The Yankees and the Indians split a four-game set. The Indians winning the bread. The Yankees winning the meat. Get it, Jake? Like a sandwich? Sandwiches. Like they won the first, the outside games, and the Yankees won the inside games. You like sandwiches, right? Okay, Love cool. Them. Moving on. The Mariners and the Blue Jays, they met up. Toronto won the first two games, but they lost the next two. Kikuchi put on a hell of a performance. More on that later. The Red Sox swept the Orioles as Baltimore does their best to reclaim the title of worst team in Major League Baseball. Red Sox get bad news on Chris Sale, but Rafael Devers remains an absolute stud. The Rays hosted the Detroit Tigers and lost the first game, but then won the next two via walk-off. Tigers ain't scared of Baltimore's footsteps, Jake. They stay the worst team in Major League Baseball, but that will be an interesting battle to watch as we go forward. The Twins made their way to Arlington to beat the Heat and beat the Rangers. They swept the four-game set. That's huge for Minnesota. A four-game sweep does wonders they reclaim first place alone the angels had three wins in all of august and they got three more this weekend baby they take three of four from the white Sox. good job the angels double your win total mike trout passed Derek jeter in war in like half the amount of seasons played incredible houston went to oakland and lost the first two games astro uh, athletics say hey we can play with you that extended their losing streak to five straight, but Zach Granke ends it. He shuts them down in game three, and Houston, hopefully for them, will get back to their winning ways. Oh, wrong button. Got the, sound, got the soundboard back, but, uh, you know, still rusty. Haven't had it for months. I like it. Um, yeah, sta standings-wise, nothing really changed. Uh, Cleveland fell back. And with Minnesota gaining ground, Cleveland split a four-game set. The Twins won a four-game set, so that's that's a shift in the Central. Uh, Tampa Bay keeps winning 
and Oakland and Boston. Oakland's behind Tampa. Boston's six and a half games out um, with four with three teams ahead of them. So I don't know. Yeah, Jim, I'll I'll, I'll start in the Central because I think you're right with the Twins. Uh, you know they've been going through some stuff. Nelson Cruz went down. Um, Eddie Rosario's in a little bit of a slump right now. Uh, to win four games at Texas, who, by the way, um, not not to toot my own horn too much, Jim, but uh, last talking baseball episode, I said when they drop under 500, that is dangerous spot for the Texas Rangers, and that's exactly what happened. I I think Texas is going to start. Uh, spiraling a little bit. Prove me wrong. Texas Rangers, prove me wrong. But uh, they are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 now, four-game losing streak. Um, Jim, the, the other action that really jumps out is the Houston Astros. And again, this is what makes baseball great, and this isn't shots fired. At one point, the Houston Astros lost five straight. They went through that impressive rotation a full time, and they lost five straight. Baseball. If I'm an Astros fan, I'm not phased by that at all. I'm actually, I'm actually, no. I'm playing the get it out of the way now. We've went to deep into the postseason the last two years. This team knows, you know, it's like the ninety, uh, was it the two thousand Yankees? They kind of limped into the playoffs. They had been there the last two seasons. They're like, right. once we got to September, we knew exactly what we needed to turn on and get going. I think Astros. They're kind of going through that. They have the division basically locked up. All they need is health and home field advantage. And I think yeah. they, I think they can do a sp- like. I don't think they want to lose, but I think it's like, all right, yeah, health is important. So if this, if that's what happens, that's what happens. And if you're an Astros fan, you should be thinking the same thing. I don't think it's indicative of their uh, potential at all. There's there's a nice three six one double play in the Astros game with Grinky covering. Zach Greinke, one of my one of my favorite players to watch in Major League Baseball, because yeah, I think he loves baseball, but he doesn't like people watching baseball. Doesn't like crowds, no. Zach Greinke's ideal situation would be, you know, nine nine v nine, line him up, and there's nobody watching. Did you hear that um, story about you know an art uh, an article came out after Greinke got traded of teammates like just like kind of talking about how weird he is, and they're just like he's brutally honest. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I forget what team it is. They asked him like, "What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite Jake Lamb? I what's your Jake favorite Lamb. strikeout?" Yeah, and he was like, oh, "I threw a changeup like way out of the zone, and this dude swung and missed at it like an idiot." And Jake Lamb was like, "You talking about me?" And he was like, "Yeah, it was you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just laughed in his face. He's a he's a weird guy, but yeah, he covered first on a double play, and like the shortstop pegged it. And I'm pretty sure the look Grinky was giving him like. I know you pegged that to turn the double play, but that like hurt my hand. No, it was uh, someone. Someone tweeted it at me and said, "Can you tell me what Granky said here?" And he just like looks back at whatever whoever player, like maybe the catcher or someone, because Correa rifled it, and he just yeah. goes, "That was fast." <laughs> That's what he said. That was fast. <laughs> it was kind of cool. I like him. I like watching him play. Oh, he's um, really what, good. What else is in the AL here, Jim? I don't like listening to him yell. For being like super honest, yeah, the grunts, the grunts can be tough. I get that. Um, what else in the AL? Is that the question? The Rays, man. Yeah. If, if the Tigers come into town, they're the worst team in baseball. The Rays lose game one, and then it's close. They had like they yeah. walked off, 
I mean, Tigers traded their closer. They uh, they don't have a bullpen. They're bringing up rookies and stuff like that. So if you're the Rays, on one hand, you have to win those games. Right. And on the second hand, you did. You did what you had to do. Two walk-offs, which actually, like, they had fun. Our dude G-Man Choi had a walk-off. That's fun. And Brasso, they walked Tommy Fan to get the force. Brasso comes through. That was pretty cool, too. Um, the Rays, man, if they get healthy, that's crazy. I mean, I'm reading, I don't know the full reports, but I'm reading that Blake Snell is expected to return at the beginning of September. Brandon Lau is supposed to return late August. Glass now is expected to be out until sometime in September. What if Glass now and Snell come back in September and they're Glass now and Snell? I think that it's not a 50 50 and them both coming back and being good is kind of less than the odds are against that. But right. a Rays fan should be dreaming, just like Yankees fans are dreaming about Severino and Batances. Uh, and then Avisel Garcia is out right now. Yandy Diaz is out for the rest of the season. And then Yanni Trinos is out, but he's likely to return at the beginning of September. So, like, Yanni, Glasnow, and Snell, if they can come back and pitch for them in September, I'm sorry, but A's fans, you have to be rooting for these guys to have setbacks. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I mean that's kind of tough. But, Jim, I, I think the bigger thing there is, I, I think the Red Sox run last year will change the course of baseball. I think... There's, there was always the stigma, you know, the starting pitcher. I own the ball that day. This game is my, this game is in my hands. That's gone now. Like it's a team. Do everything you can do to win. Even pitchers who normally pitchers are these creatures of routines and habits. I think that Sox team changed everything where it's all hands on deck. And I mean, even if Glasno is a weapon out of the bullpen, uh, whatever you could get out of Snell, Yanni Chirinos, Yanni Chirinos. Uh, Ryan Yarborough, Jim, has been incredible. Uh, Charlie Morton is in the Cy Young race. So you're right. I mean, even if you just get, if you get Glasno, Snell, Yanni Chirinos back in the fold in any fashion, I mean, that changes the shape of that team, especially when we might be talking about them in a one-game wildcard game. If they have all of those hands on deck, I mean, they're just going to be tough to beat. Yeah. No, definitely. I don't know. Uh, can we let's move on to just like the major storyline of the of yeah. the of um, baseball right now? I don't know if this is the the biggest. I think the Yankees and their ejections are big. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! You and I were were a one top top news article on ESPN. So maybe we're the Look big storyline. No, no, no. But that was cool. Acuna, your boy. Whoa, hey, oh. Wind was blowing in. He gets pulled, so if anyone doesn't know, Acuna hit a shot that he thought was a home run. He fully watched it, even started making some faces, thought he got all of it. It hits the top of the wall. He's not on second. He's on first. I got to do a breakdown of this because my favorite part. He's disappointed in himself. He's a stolen base guy. So he's classic, classic young kid move, classic young kid move. So he's thinking, I got to make up for this and steal second. And the pitcher and catcher are like, 
He's going to steal to make up for that. So they do a pitch out and nail him. I love it. I, I want to do a breakdown on this, but I'm going to be gone for the next two days, so whatever. Uh, he gets thrown out. Snedeker, is that his name? Snitker. Snitker. Snedeker somewhere else. Uh, pulls him. Pulls him out of the game. He gets pinch hit for, I think the guy who pinch hit for him hit a home run now. I think it was our guy Duvall who came in for him. Yeah. Uh, but this is, and then the, the quotes after the game were very much, yes, I pulled him. He can't do that. Uh, yeah. The team is ahead of the person, and him celebrating a home run is not nearly as important as him getting to second base for the team, and he let 24 guys down, and that's not what we're going to do. We are trying to do big things this season, not personal goals. We're trying to do a team goals. And pulled him. And he's a young kid. He's 21 years old. Do you have a problem with any way this went down? Or take a hit to Grand Slam after him? Thank you, Andrew Pellam in the chat. That wouldn't be the way I'd phrase it. I I would say this. Uh, Brian Snitker, who (laughs) his name is close to Brant Snedker, the golfer. Yeah, that's Uh, why I got confused. Uh, Brant Snedker, VU, Go Doors, Fandy. Um, Brian Snitker, Jim, as you mentioned, like when you think of MLB managers, Brian Snitker doesn't jump to the forefront. Uh, you know, his, he, he doesn't have a playing career like Donnie Baseball that you look back on. Even someone like Dave Roberts or Aaron Boone that you're like, okay, you know, I saw that guy growing up, blah, blah, blah. Brian Snitker is, is kind of Brian Snitker, not to be rude. I mean, I'm, I'm Jake Storielli. <laughs> That's, I think I'd rather be Brian Snicker. Whoa, getting dark. Anyways, Jim, when you do something like this, and we've met, I, I said it in my break, my NL report, the Braves just keep passing tests. They just beat the Dodgers two out of three at home. So Brian Snicker, the risk here is that this goes sour, and you have to know who Acuna is and if he's going to respond well to this. One of the better things they have going for them is Jim, a very similar thing happened last year with Cody Bellinger. And Cody Bellinger got yanked uh, mid-game for not hustling. And, I mean, look where he's at now. So, um, and I think the biggest thing and was the risk that Snicker played, and I think that paid off huge, is that the Braves did go on to win this game. So if you're Ronald Acuna... And you're and he looked like he was pretty. He knew he met. He knew he messed up. He knows that's not acceptable, even for being a young star. But the fact that the rest of your team goes on to win without you and your replacement hits a home run, um, I think that's just a little bit of humble pie that can really focus a young guy and keep him going forward. I I think I think he respects the game of baseball and he looks at Brian Snicker as his manager and says. You did the right thing. I hope one day when I'm old, I do that to the young guy that's coming up and, and needs, needs that. Uh, so, I, I mean, again, I'm, I've been Team Acuna, and I, I, think, I think it's going to work well for them. I, I, have a, I don't know if this is a, a – I hate using the word take. I have some thoughts on this that I don't know if they're, like, good or bad or, or however. I don't know if people would not like them or like them. I like that he got pulled. Right. And I think I think I like that the manager was honest about it and spread the message. I don't think it was I don't think the way his tone was in the presser was like I'm mad at him. It was just 
No, it's like, yeah. I need to nip this in the bud. This is how this happens. Yeah. This is how this works. I have a weird thought, and I, I think, you know, one player can tell me you're fucking wrong. And I'd be like, okay, I'm wrong. Acuna gets picked up at 17, right? Drafted by the, or uh, signed by the Braves at 17 years old. His life from 12 to 17, I'm guessing is a lot of, he's in Venezuela, is a lot of showcases and tournaments where he's trying to get scouts to watch him and he's trying to look out the best of him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't play college or high school. Right. Um, And even that's not and even college and high school things. And then at 17 in the minors, they do not care about team results that much in the minors. It's all about your individual performance. How are you doing? How are you looking against competition? This may be like, not the first, but the first time where like the team matters. The team result matters more than his result. And it's not a bad, that's not in a bad way. Like from 17 to 20, when he was in the minors, his personal result mattered way more than the team result. It's getting Ronald Acuna as good as Ronald Acuna can be. Yes. So maybe, so I'm not, I'm not trying to say this in like a negative light at him at all. That's how the minors work right now. Yeah. So maybe this is like, hey, dude, we're not a young team just like looking to be fun. Like we have big goals and you are part of that. And like, you know, we can't do this. So I think there might be something to that. I have no idea. There's something I thought about, like, you know, it's it's definitely an interesting angle. I, I don't I don't think you said anything there that's really wrong or can be questioned i mean we don't know how true it is i mean maybe the braves organization does hammer in that the you know the gwinnett braves have to be as united as they can but you're right i mean everyone's worried about their career and getting to the major so my brother so are the braves my brother was very good at baseball as a little kid and then going into like high school and stuff and once he left his like town team like that was very much the team needs to win the team needs to win but then he played some aau ball it's pretty individualized like, yeah. I don't think the teams are that galvanized or like, hey, you know, you got to put the team ahead of you. Like, no, I want to, like, go get scouts looking at me. And that's probably right. been Acuna and, like, all these kids' life forever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say the only thing the only thing I wouldn't want to pigeonhole them in is, you know, uh, any, any team that you or I have been on. I mean, you look back at that team and you're like, that's a team. And I, I'm sure those guys go into the games and they still very much want to win. Yeah, and and do good and all that. So I I think that was the only twist at the end that I I tweak a little bit. But yeah, no, I I think it's more than fair. And I think you know we see it with Glaber Torres when he makes a bad play, he's very much twenty two and he puts a sad face on. I know Acuna. I think it was in earlier in that game. He almost had a crazy home run rob. He got it in the glove and then it banged out the wall and it just blooped out. And you wonder, you know, is was that? You know, he hits that home run ball. He thinks he's got it. You know, maybe being young, he lost focus in that moment. And like Brian Snickers basically saying, you know, if that happens in a playoff game, I mean, think think about how much love I've been giving Ronald Acuna lately. If that happened in a playoff game, he hits a bomb. He thinks it's gone. He pimps it a little bit. He's stuck on first. Now... And then he does exactly what he did, Jim. He tries to steal second to make up for it, and he gets thrown out. You now went from runners on second and third with no outs 
to now just a runner on third with one out. In a playoff game, he would get destroyed for that. In a way, this is almost Brian Snicker like looking out for him Preparing. for what's coming up in October. Yeah, I like it. I'm not upset with anything. I think Acuna had good quotes too. Like I, I didn't mean to do it. It's just kind of like that's what happened. Paul O'Neill said that on broadcast. Like sometimes you just watch balls and you're not internally thinking like, let me pimp this. Right. I think he was pimping it, but whatever. A little bit. <laughs> and I, I think the other... The other storyline we had here was, and I, I mean, I think we're going to give him love in a little bit too, but dude, Pete Alonzo, man, um, I, I know we're, I think we're going to look back at some of this stuff and say juice ball a little bit, but he breaks the NL rookie record for homers. Um, and it, it's all around. I know it's easy to make some jokes about the Mets. They went on their special run there and they got away from those jokes. Man, the Mets called Pete, Pete Alonzo up to start the season instead of delaying his rookie uh, his rookie status time, or not his rookie status, his arbitration time. All he's done is rake for them. He's like a solid pillar on that team. I think it's funny, Jim. I know you want to see a little more personality out of Pete, but at the same time, we've no. talked about the Mets, the Mets trying to break that kind of Mets persona, the little brother, the Mets. And Pete Alonso is just this big, sturdy, stable. He's not screwing around too much. He's out there to win. And go get it. I, I I don't need more personality. His personality is fine. He just he doesn't really have a funny bone in him. He's very serious. Right. He's very serious. All right, let's move on to our standout performances, Jake. You got standout one here. Do I go first? Do you go first? I think I go first on Mondays. And I uh Jim, it's a spoiler. Uh I mentioned him before. Mike Yastrzemski, familiar name, folks? Uh, he is the grand, grandson of Yaz, the Red Sox great. Uh, I'll start with his, his grandpa, who was an 18-time All-Star, MVP, triple crown, three-time batting title, seven gold gloves. He, and Jim, you know this is one of the things I love. From 1961 to 1983. Think of how different those time periods are in your head. Uh, Yaz Sr. played from almost the 50s to the early 80s. Um, those are different worlds in my brain. Anyways, Jim, and the reason I want to start with that, his grandson, Mike Yastrzemski, he goes three for six, three home runs, four RBIs, three homer day uh, for San Francisco. And Jim, know what's great about a three homer day? When all three of those homers mattered, they won this game in the 11th, his third home run was the game-winning homer. And, Jim, this is where it gets even better for me. A, another Vandy alum, shout-out, anchor down, go doors. Jim, this is his rookie season. He turns 29 in a couple days. Mike Yastrzemski didn't get a shot in the major leagues until he was 28. He went from 22 to 28 in the minor leagues with the last name Yastrzemski. You don't think dudes were dicks to him? They absolutely were. You're only here because your, your grandpa's got that last name. And guess what? He got his first chance this year, and he's having a really nice year, Jim. 74 games, a 276 batting average, 327 OBP, eh, but an 874 OPS for a rookie. 16 homers, 45 RBIs. Again, and that's 74 games. He's basically on track for a 30 homer, 100 RBI season if he played the full year. And Jim, I've got a little icing on the cake for you. He was traded at the start of this season. You know who he's traded from, Jimmy? No, I don't, to be honest. 
Mike Yastrzemski was traded from your Baltimore Orioles before the start of the season for minor leaguer Tyler Herb. Jesus. So again, you and I have gone on these kind. Of, it's mostly on talking Yanks that we've done these rants about how are the Orioles not giving guys a shot? Well, Mike Yastrzemski leaves the Orioles. He's playing on the Giants, who might be fighting for that wild card. Who, who's spot. the guy they traded? Tyler Her. Tyler Herb. Um, I don't know if he's played. He hasn't played in the majors yet. Um, in AAA this year, he has a seven one six ERA. Damn. I was gonna say maybe if he's gonna be good, that's still a good trade because they don't need bats right now, but. They need future pitching, but I guess he's not doing good in the minors. Well, good job, yeah. Yaz. You know, they should they should trade Yaz to Toronto and just call him the Toronto Nepotisms. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and Jim, I know... You got to get I, Pudge I Rodriguez's final, son final, there, too. Derek, yeah. I, I think the, the final point before going on, because, you know, we, we like to make jokes, obviously. And Bellinger. But I think it's super... I think it's super, yeah, the Blue Jays could just snag Bellinger. That'd be great, huh? Um, Jim, can you imagine six years in the minor leagues with the last name Yastrzemski? I, I don't think, I think people are probably more interested in him. I think everyone in the minors is fighting. I think, I think it's like from what books I've read, shows I've watched, I think it's a, like a very supportive group. I, I think like majority of the minor league players are like in the grind with other minor league players, happy for them and like, just trying to squeeze out some baseball life. A little bit. I mean, very, right, 19, pro- very 1980s bully to be like a dick to gas because his grandpa's good at baseball. Right. And, and maybe there's a couple sour eggs that, that might have ruined it and maybe that was it. But Jim, you know, I, I bet when his, name's, his name popped up at the scoreboard at visiting places, I, I bet a couple drunk fans at a minor league game got oh, on him. Fans. Might- fans, yeah. Yeah. So I that's a that's tough. Your so I mean, really better than you. Yeah, he's really good. I know. Yeah, I admire he's, him. He's my fucking hero. My grandpa's better than you too. Yeah, he's better than a lot of people. Better, better than almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good job, Mike. Yeah, um, Jimmy, who's your standout performance? My standout performance is you say Kikuchi. I think I had him mm. on slump watch a while ago. He yeah. was having a rough second half to the season. He just delivered his best outing of his career. His first complete game, his first shutout, nine innings pitch, two hits, one walk, eight Ks. He was in Toronto pitching to the young, hungry Blue Jays. He had seven, one, two, three innings, Jake. Only gave up two hits. He was stronger as he went. He was hit 92-93 on the gun. His last pitch of the outing was a 94-mile-per-hour strike. Strikes him out to end it. It's awesome. I mean, Kikuchi looks cool when he's on. His fastball's got life, and his curveball's cool. I think he works like the plane, the tunneling a lot. So I like complete game shutouts. I like that Kikuchi corrected his season a little bit. And it was against a team who's not winning, but their lineup is legit. And he held him to two hits. Yeah, and we, we've seen those Blue Jays can be pesky when they want to be pesky. Um, good for him. Um, you know, Usai got up to a, uh, a pretty good start to his major league career. I mean, through... 
through May 25th, he had a 3.82 ERA. He was he was doing some good things. I guess until mid-May, he had a 3.4 ERA, and then things really got out of hand. He's been hanging out in the fives ERA wise. Uh, so he twirls a good one, a complete game shutout at Toronto, which isn't easy to do in that uh, that stadium with that lineup. And, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him um, because I also want to see him be pretty good, Jim, because if you remember, the Mariners gave him a weird contract. Um, so Very I want to see. based right? Yeah. Uh, well, they basically, they have a player, they have a team option, I believe, um, and the team option is from 22 to 25 at basically $17 million a year. Uh, so it's not like a joke option. It's not like, yeah, we'll pick him up for another year. It's like, holy smokes, if are we, we going to be- run? With- if we believe in you, we believe in you. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm interested in that. And you're right. I mean, when we saw him versus the Yanks this year, he looked good. And, um, I mean, any any international guy that does well helps grow the game, and that's I'm all about it. All about it. You know what doesn't help grow the game? Or maybe it does, Jake. Right. I got the soundboard now. If you want to do it, you can do it. Again, replaced. Swamp watch. Swamp watch. Can you hear me? Yeah. Headphones going out on you or something? It's a weird jakey thing. I, I won't deep dive into it, but sometimes they just turn up to max volume. So that's a little perk I've got going on over here. All right. We got a bunch of updates on the slump watch and we're running late. And uh, I got to I got to be honest, I got to get out of here. I got a big, important meeting for the company. So if uh, this isn't going to be an hour and a half episode, John Lester, you put him on here. Six Let's innings pitched, four hits, zero earned runs. So six innings pitched, zero earned runs. That gets you off slump watch. I will say he walked five guys and that's a bit concerning. Jim, I actually put that in the plus column for some slump watch because something that's developing about slump watch that I like is you do anything you can to get off a of slump watch. Okay. If you got to walk guys instead of pitch to them, all right, and you can get out of it. So yeah, Lester, you're off. Kid. All right, next one is Daniel Murphy. He only played two games. In one of them, he went two for four. In the next, he went zero oh for three. Does one two for four get you off of slump watch? In my mind, no. Uh, because he's still like, if you look at his last two weeks, still slumping. So I'm not taking him off. Yeah. For me, this is a tough one. Cause I mean, I'm assuming there's a walk in that last game, which means he got on base three out of eight times and a two for four game is a pretty impactful game. And I feel like he's been sneaking towards the end of slump watch. So I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I leave him, I leave him to your guillotine. If there's, let me see if there's a walk. No walk in the 0 for 3. I hit by Stays. pitch. I hit by pitch. Ooh. Uh, I love a hit by pitch to get off slump watch. And, okay, and the 2 for 4 game, he also had a sack fly. That's basically a 3 for 4 because you had a productive. I'll take him off for that. Yeah. He's off. Damn. The hit by, hit by pitch was huge for me. Max Kepler has been on slump watch. Max Kupper had three hits in 20 plate appearances this weekend, one home run and two walks, 176. The Twins swept, so he didn't hold them back in any way. Uh, 300 on base percentage, 176, but three hits in, um, in 18 plate appearances. I'm keeping Max on, but he'll probably come off very soon. Max stays, and yeah, Jim, uh, if any of our Twins listeners want to tweet at me talking Jake, um, Kepler slumping, Rosario slumping, Cruz went on the IL. 
I'm I'm shocked that they had the four game sweep. If someone could let me let me know like what happened. Who stepped uh, up? But good good for Minnie. Jim, we got a couple guys here. Shinsu Chu went off. Six for fourteen. Homer. One dot two five two OPS. Get out of here. Uh good job. I think even a little clap. Yeah. Is it shame to flame? It's really close to shame to flame. Um it's a four game four tough. game set with a four sixty seven on base percentage and uh two doubles and a home run. Six for fourteen. I think that's shame to flame. He's also on the Rangers that lost all four games. I'll uh, uh Slump maybe. watch is a personal thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, Aaron James Judge, he goes four for 13. Uh, it's funny because we obviously watched this, Jim. His slump peaked. We saw him bottom out, but he's getting out of it. I think he's off. I think he's off because if we were not watching every at-bat and this was a right. different team, I'd automatically have him off because it's a 308 batting average, 357 in the most recent series. But as a Yankee fan, where's Yankee fan, he's still kind of on like we're we're watching what Judge does, right? But this nationally, he, no. Yeah. Who, oh, dude? Josh Hader blew another save, another earned run. He did get he he tied the game. He did get out of the bases loaded, no out jam, which was good pitching. But before that, he blew another save in the bottom of the ninth and gave up another run. So five outings now with an earned run. He's fully on slump. Yeah, it's insane, and all all of his, all of his peripherals are pretty much there except the homers. He's striking out more people per inning. His whip is pretty tight. He's just giving up double the homers he used to give up. It's pretty bizarre. We had bases loaded, no outs, and you know if you get a hit, you get walked off. You walk it off for the Nationals. And Hater kind of took advantage of knowing they were going to be eager, and we just went high fastballs, ninety-seven up, and they were just swinging right through them. Like that, it's kind of cool. You put Stays. Jordan Alvarez on here last week? Yeah, he's, uh, as, as predicted, he was either going to be stick for a while with a rookie slump or get off real quick, uh, a.k.a. the two options, Jake. He's getting off. He, uh, he, he hit a couple home runs, 1.139 OPS. Good job, Jordan, um, who, by the way, had to step up for a couple of his teammates we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Cole Hamels with the DNP. And Manny Machado, Jim, this one's on you. No, uh, Steve Peralta put him on last week. Four for 13 with one double, no walks. Um, but that, but that's, he's, that's fine. Like, I, no one's worried about Manny. He had his little slump. I think he's going to be fine. I'd take him off. All right. That's fair. Uh, I'm not, I'm not Jim, clapping I mentioned for him. Jordan Alvarez. We got, no, no claps, Manny. You still got to be better than that. But you're, we're just not watching you because you're in San Diego. You made that decision. Jim, couple guys hopping on to Slump Watch. We might have a whopper plopper or two. Jim, a couple guys in Screwston. Carlos Correa, he goes hitless for the weekend. Two for his last 13, and they, all, they both came in one game. Two for so his last 23. Of, six of his last seven games have been hitless, Jim. Yeah. Um, that's pretty insane. And Jose Altuve, Jose Altuve, um, you know, normally the strength of this Astros team. Jose Altuve is two for his last 19. That's a 105 batting average, Jim. And I know you you like to check this in a slump. Jimmy, his OPS is technically 255. So those hits weren't <laughs> very impactful. He's He's just slapping and hoping at this point. So, I mean, you know, and we wonder the Houston Astros, they lost five straight for a little bit there. When those guys aren't doing what they do, that'll happen. Um, 
And I think we got one more guy, Jim. Yeah, we got uh, Austin Meadows. He's this very similar to Correa. He had a hitless weekend, two for his last 26, and they came in one game. So seven of Austin Meadows' last eight games have gone hitless. That's not good, uh, especially with, you know, there's the Rays winning, but maybe they wouldn't need to win on walk-offs because they do have injuries. They need Meadows to step up. Um, it was against the Tigers, so come on. Yeah, come on, that's Meadows. tough. That that should be a that should be a pad the stat kind of kind of weekend, and it wasn't. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's have some fun. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. One of the better songs you could ever possibly listen to. I'm putting huge for the soundboard. Run it, Jim. I am opening up. Yeah, we gotta go fast. I am opening up with Lucas Giolito. He had a really good first half. People were talking Cy Young. Then he plummeted for like a month. He's back on track, Jake. In his last two starts, he's gotten six innings pitched, two earned runs. Nothing really special there, but but he has 24 strikeouts in his last two starts. Double digits two times in a row, 13 and then 11. Should we have the White Sox pitching coach on Fuego for Giolito and Nova? Uh, yeah. Eh, no, but no, nope. Ivan okay. Nova said he wants to come back to the White Sox. Love it. He Giolito, said like he's Nova, Kopech. Yeah, if they pay him the most money, he would love to come back to the White Sox. Good call, Ivan. Yes. Yes. Uh, Pete Alonzo, we talked about him. He had a little slump after the home run derby of the All-Star break. He went six for 12 on the weekend. <laughs> six for 12 on the weekend. Uh, 11 for his last 17. Two doubles, one home run, his 40th, four RBIs. His month of August, his slash line is 355, 444, 710 slugging, and one dot 154 OPS. Yeah. And Jim, he's, I mean, I said we were going to mention him a few times during this show. I mean, he is just, he is so stable for the Mets, a team that's not normally associated with stability. Um, good for him. Jim, you you had Justin Turner on here. Um, I mean, you got the stats. He five eighty three, a one dot four seven six OPS. I think the bigger thing for Justin Turner, and maybe this will end up being a mini episode for us, is we always like guys in the playoffs that are just a constant threat, like a Yasiel Puig, Justin Turner. Whenever those guys are around the ball, they are a threat. And for me, Justin Turner, if you're facing the Dodgers, he is a guy you don't want up in a big spot because I. I I just think he's gonna do. He's gonna win. He's gonna win. Have the Dodgers had like fun dressing Justin Turner and uh, Dustin May up as each other? Two head red, two redheads with weird hair and beard. I'm not sure. Father son um, portraits or something like that. They need to get on. That. Yeah, yeah. Get on that Dodgers. Yeah, dude. Oscar Mercado. Yeah. I, he played against the Yankees this weekend, but I didn't even realize this, Jake. He had a seven twenty seven. On base percentage, I was wor- I was just worried about Jose Ramirez, who was crushing the Yankees the entire time. I didn't even realize Oscar Mercado, the rookie in Cleveland, seven twenty seven on base percentage. And Jim, one one of the funnier phrases that gets thrown around a lot in baseball, Mercado is an athlete. Um, like he just looks like an athletic dude. They can move him around the outfield. He gives you good at bats. Like, I, I think that's becoming such a valuable asset in, in Major League Baseball. Like, uh, Mercado is never just going to go down. Like, that dude is tough, and we, we saw it live all weekend. Um, 
when when the Indians face a lefty, they move him up in the lineup, and he is tough. Yeah. Sucks that like he's, then, Jim, I, I gotta he's not going to get a lot of rookie of the year love, is he? I don't think so. I, I don't think war wise he's he's going to end up there, and he he hasn't played a ton a ton of games, but he I don't know maybe maybe top five. I'd have to get in there and look. I don't know. All right, who do you got, Jim? I have a couple quick ones. Marwin Gonzalez. I asked my Twins fans to reach out. He's the one guy that I know he did really well this week he went 11 for 18 um but like the homers and rbis weren't crazy so i still need some help for my twins fans but marwin gonzalez and man if he can get it going and get hot um dude he talk about tough at bats marwin gonzalez uh john john gray uh for my colorado rockies gym he goes eight shutout it's first miami i get it but he's also having a really nice year, a 385 ERA, a four and a half war in his last five, 29.2 innings, a 273 ERA. Um, the Rockies, you know, they needed something, and John Gray's kind of been that as they, you know, either <laughs> try to put something together or at least get ready for next year. John Gray used to be one of the building blocks for them. And then, of course, my Cubs pitching staff, Jose Quintana, uh, Four straight quality starts in the month of August. 26 innings pitched, a 1.38 ERA. Um, and it, like I started the show, man, if he could keep that going and pitch a couple big games uh, for the Cubbies, he will be by, beloved by that fan base. Yeah. Dude, I was looking at that John Gray, John Gray outing, eight shutout innings yeah. uh, against Miami, but in Colorado. Yeah. How many complete game shutouts have been pitched at that stadium? That's what I wanted to look up. I didn't know how to look it up. Well, I'm actually, um, I, I think I'm going to see Drew Creaseman tonight and do, uh, do some Rocky stuff with him. So I can, I can research that for you. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Next up, who'd the Orioles get hot? What sound, what sound, what soundboard do you want for this? I just have the ones that come with the soundboard. Maybe I'll get Gary Thorne moaning for this segment later in the year. Oh, that's so good. Jim. We'll just do glass uh, break. <laughs> Who'd the Orioles get hot? And Jim, this is a guy that uh, he could have, he's been on in Fuego a couple times. Rafael Devers, Jim, he goes seven for 13. He leads, he leads the AL in hits, extra base hits, and doubles. He's the first player under 23 with 100 runs and 100 RBI since Miggy Cabs. I mean, his, we, I've mentioned, I think he might be in the running for most improved player. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like fully in the AL. Uh, my dude's now getting into, you know, some pretty rare air this season. So good for good for Rafa. Good for Rafa. All right, we are skipping who got mad and call up watch because we are out of time. Let's go to awards. We will uh, awards. We'll circle back on the call up watch because we had four debuts. We'll do them next week. We're doing awards, everybody. We're doing awards and then wheel uh, the elevator talk. All right, my Jim, my first award is the Juice is Loose Award. Woo! Uh, yeah. Uh, any OJ fans out there? Okay. Um, Probably. Jim. Yeah, I think it's funny. There's, like, people that are fans of watching the OJ stuff, but, like, nobody's a fan of OJ. Anyways, Jim, the Juice is Loose, I think it's, it was a theme of this episode. I thought it would be a theme, so that's why I went there. And it's a guy who still deserves a shout-out, even though we gave him a lot of love. Aristides Aquino for Cincinnati, Jim. Uh, we talked about him a couple episodes, how he was, you know, breaking these home run records. He keeps going, Jim. He had two more home runs. The batting average wasn't there. I think the home runs might have been his only hits. But, Jim, 
Let me let me read this list to you real quick. Fewest plate appearances to reach 11 homers in in Major League Baseball in a single season, okay? Yep. Number 1, Michael Jack Schmidt, Hall of Famer, 1976, 56 at-bats. Number 2, Aristides Aquino, 58. After him, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Willie Stargell, Luis Gonzalez, okay. Um but then Ted Williams. So we've got what? Um, I don't know, five Hall of Famers surrounding him? And Luis Gonzalez, who, by the way, was in an era that gets remembered a little differently for home runs. So I think it's funny our, uh, our friends, or I guess your friends, I'm making them my friends, at Cespedes Family Barbecue tweeted that out. And my comment was just like, well, Aristides Aquino is going to be an all-time great, or he's going to be a memory from the juice ball era. Um, I don't want to say I'm leaning the second, but it's definitely an option. I've seen most of his home runs are pretty good contact, but yeah, you never know. I haven't seen that many wall scrapers, I don't think. No, and I, I, I'm not saying juiced ball era in that way, but I mean the big open stance. I love it. Um, you know, the, the pitchers might come around and find out his strengths and weaknesses a little more. Hey, maybe he is an all-time great. Maybe there's going to be a, a mini asterisk down the road. I don't know. All right, my award is the I can't get no recognition. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Gossman, not the best pitcher. No. Colorado. Grew up in Colorado. Got drafted pitching in high school in that Colorado era. That's impressive. He had an immaculate inning. The immaculate inning. One of your favorite things in baseball. The immaculate inning is cooler than the cycle. Yeah. It happens less than the no-hitter. Why it gets no love? If we got to get you an immaculate inning shirt. I guarantee we have people that don't even know what it is. It's when you throw nine pitches: strike one, strike two, strike three, one out; strike one, strike two, strike three, two outs; strike one, strike two, strike three, three outs. Kevin Gossman with the immaculate inning, and some of them were like dirt balls that got swung over. Yeah. So I need it's Kevin Gossman gets it, but really, I just I just used it as a jumping off point to say like, dude. Why don't we celebrate that? I know it's like very trivial, but so is the cycle. Yeah. And uh, Jim, I mean, I, you know, he, he had one start for the Cincinnati Reds, so I don't want to get too hyped up. Um, but it, it was a good start. And what if um, he's, or, he's, he's not starting? For excuse that. me. He's relieving. He's relieving. Yeah. He's got the four games. I, I was looking at his, his stats for Gwinnett. Second Gwinnett Stripers reference of the episode. Um, Jim, at, at, since he's pitching coach, I, I mentioned the White Sox pitching coach. If since he's pitching coach can, quote-unquote, take credit for fixing Sonny Gray, a.k.a. just leaving New York, um, but if he's got Bauer and he could do some good things with Gossman, um, I, I don't know, man. I'm getting excited for since 2020. I mean, so not only did Kevin Gossman have a immaculate inning, he pitched two innings and he struck out all six batters. I'd say that's good. The second inning was the immaculate inning. The first inning, it was a four-pitch strike, strikeout, three-pitch strikeout, then full-count strikeout. Paul DeYoung, Yadi Molina. So, good for – if he's a weapon, well, he's on Cincy, so they don't really care. But maybe he becomes a bullpen guy. Maybe they DFA him and someone picks him up and he's 
playoff hero. Not going to happen. Impossible. Who knows? Maybe he finds second life as a reliever. I mean, he's still 28 years old. This guy used to be a big prospect. Number 10 prospect by baseball prospectus in 2014. But I don't know. Guys figure out things differently. Yeah. Jim, bring, bring me to the elevator. All right. We are getting on the elevator and going up to the penthouse. And you're in there Coming with up. someone who is a fan of this team. Oh, I like slightly different angle today. You're going up to the penthouse. You're going to a party with a guy, and you want to befriend them. Yep, and I just skipped the Mets. Too much East Coast okay. bias. Mariners? I Mar can hit Seattle quick. Let's hit Seattle. All right, if you're stuck on an elevator you with suck. a Seattle fan, you got to make some coffee jokes. You got to, uh, first, if you right. move to Seattle, you got to get over the Seattle freeze. They're very unfriendly to people that move to Seattle. It's a thing. Right. It's called the Seattle freeze. So just get over that. They don't dislike you. They're just kind of... Uh, you know, pretty closed off. They have Den so many Denver used to have that. They shook it. They shook it? Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of people on the injured list. They're not playing for anything. I would like them to become a spoiler team. They just beat the Blue Jays for a spoiler team, but they're not doing good things. I mean, you could always make jokes about how much your GM loves trading people. Right. You can talk about Kikuchi. He got my standout performance. Like, hey, did you see that Kikuchi thing? I think he, I think that might be a you know in the right direction. They Jim, got. I've I've got a couple positives that I I think you want to hit. You start with the backstops. Omar Arma, Omar Narvez. <laughs> I always slaughter that last name. Jim, he's having a really good year. Hundred two games, seventeen home runs. 287 batting average, 361 OBP, 825 OPS, 122 OBS plus. From a catcher, that's really good. And by the way, the guy he's splitting time with, Tom Murphy, 51 games, he's got a 284 batting average with an 882 OPS. So the Mariners catchers, you could focus on that a little bit. The other guy in the lineup, Jim, that, that you want to give a little pat on the ass to, it's our guy Austin Nola. Uh, we talked about him a little bit brothers with Aaron Nola. He's been playing good ball, Jimmy. At 29, getting his chance. He's hitting in 45 games, 131 plate appearances. Not a small sample anymore. 314 batting average, 362 on base, and an 899 OPS. Good for Austin Nola. Good for Austin Nola. You know what? I was looking at their top three pitchers this season. It's uh, Marco um, uh, Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, Marco Gonzalez, Mike Leake, and uh, Kikuchi. Right. And Mike's gone, but what's that? Mike's gone, but oh yeah, well he was good. But uh, Marco Gonzalez, his ERA is playing tricks on you because of uh, some albatross starts, which is yeah. Uh, in in twenty one of his twenty six outings, he's gotten three earned runs or less. So that's something to build off. Yeah, Jim, and he's he's a uh, he's a Colorado guy, so I like him. Former former first round pick. And you're right. I I think uh he is your kind of starting pitcher. He's got a tenor. He's got one ten, one six, and another six. Um, outside of that, I mean, he's about as steady as they come. That's a that's really nice. So now Seattle's got to decide in this next series. They're playing the Tampa Bay Rays. Do they want to help out their division foe, the Oakland A's, and beat the Rays, or would they rather you know give some games to the Rays so the A's? lose out. If you're an A's fan, you are a Seattle Mariners fan. So maybe you're an A's fan. You get in the elevator with a Mariners fan. You say, hey, I got to root for you. Uh, then they go to Toronto again, and then New York. Uh, who can they... Who, and then uh, four games against Houston. They can really help the Yankees out there, but I'm not putting a lot of stock in them. They got six games against Houston. So if you're a Yankees fan, you're rooting for the Mariners right now. 
that will be on our, our future mini episode. Is that enough? I, I, I saw a lot of Mariners it. fans calling um, Scott Service a pussy. Ooh. I don't think so. He's had some calls where he kind of just folds his hands and goes, Jesus Christ, you guys suck, and doesn't argue. Yeah. Which I get. Longest playoff drought in sports. Vogelback looks like Chris Farley. Make that joke. Yeah. All right. That ends this episode, guys. I do apologize that we had to cut this a little short and skip some segments. I hope you understand that as we grow, opportunities come. And I have a really important meeting to get to that I'm currently a little bit late to. And that is why we rushed this. So I apologize. I'll make it up to you in the future. Wish me luck. Thank you very much. Go baseball. We're talking baseball.